Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of Stevens-Johnson syndrome, found under the dermatology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A young boy is brought to the emergency room after visiting his primary care physician, who noted erythematous, desquamative lesions all over his body, well over 30% of body surface area as well as ulcerations of the mucosal membranes of the mouth and eyes. He was recently treated with penicillin for an infection. Let's continue with an introduction to Stevens-Johnson syndrome. Stevens-Johnson syndrome and toxic epidermal necrolysis are two diseases on the same spectrum. Stevens-Johnson syndrome is when less than 10% of the body surface area is involved. Toxic epidermal necrolysis is when greater than 30% of the body surface area is involved. And SJS-TEN overlap is when 10-30% to 30% of the body surface area is involved. These diseases refer to severe, febrile blistering diseases of the skin and mucous membranes. It is often caused by drugs, more so than infections. Specific drugs may include penicillin, sulfonamides, phenytoin, carbamazepine, lamotrigine, and NSAIDs. It can be caused by infections such as mycoplasma pneumonia. Also remember that immunocompromised patients like those with HIV or SLE are more at risk for SJS. It can be fatal, and erythema multiforme is a distinct disease from SJS and TN according to the current consensus definition. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include very painful skin, versus an erythema multiforme, where burning and pain is typically very mild. There may be systemic signs such as fever, dehydration, and hypotension, and non-skin findings such as ocular involvement, which occurs in 50 to 80% of cases. This may include corneal ulcerations and uveitis. There may also be pulmonary involvement in 25% of cases, which may include pneumonitis, bronchiolitis obliterans, and bronchitis. On exam, one may note initially dusky red macules or patches that progress to tense bullae and eventual skin sloughing, versus an erythema multiforme, where the lesions are typically papular and raised. Remember that the mucous membranes are always involved, so bullae and erosions are found in oral, genital, and anal mucosa. And one may also note a positive Nikolsky sign, which is when rubbing of the skin easily causes sloughing, which is splitting of the epidermis from the dermis. Also remember that the most common cause of death is sepsis. In terms of the evaluation, remember that this is based on clinical history and symptoms. A skin biopsy is mainly used to distinguish staphylococcal scalded skin syndrome and TEN. In this case, TEN will demonstrate full thickness epidermal necrosis. Other labs will typically be normal. With regards to the differential, Make sure to think about staphylococcal scalded skin syndrome, graft-versus-host disease, pemphigus vulgaris, and erythema multiforme. In terms of treatment, remember to discontinue any causative agent. Remember that early withdrawal is associated with lower mortality. In terms of the hospitalization, one should admit to the ICU or burn unit. If there is pulmonary involvement, it may require mechanical ventilation. If there is ocular involvement, Make sure to consult ophthalmology and apply topical erythromycin in order to prevent ocular adhesions. 
Supportive care includes wound care with petrolatum and gauze, as well as fluids, electrolytes, and nutrition. Make sure to treat underlying infections. Also remember that pharmaceutical options to lower mortality include cyclosporine, IVIG, and corticosteroids, but these are all controversial. Complications related to Stevens-Johnson syndrome include skin hypo and hyperpigmentation, ocular complications such as dry eyes, corneal scarring, and photophobia, pulmonary complications such as chronic bronchitis, bronchiectasis, and bronchiolitis obliterans, and sepsis. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that there is a high mortality rate. Stevens-Johnson syndrome is associated with 5-10% to mortality rate, whereas TEN is associated with a 30-50% to mortality rate. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to Stevens-Johnson syndrome, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 47-year-old man presents to the emergency department due to a rash. He states that the rash started last night and is very concerning to him. The patient cannot remember being exposed to any environmental stimuli such as new detergents or poison ivy. The patient recently started following with a primary care provider, who is helping him manage his arthritis and a new onset cough. His temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 127 over 68. Pulse is 125 beats per minute. Respirations are 18 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. Physical exam is notable for the findings of coalescing erythematous macules, bullae, desquamation, and mucositis only on the upper half of his back. Cardiopulmonary exam and abdominal exam are within normal limits. Inspection of the patient's oropharynx reveals ulcers and erythema. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Erythema multiforme Choice 2. Herpes simplex virus Choice 3. Herpes zoster Choice 4. Stevens-Johnson syndrome Or Choice 5. Toxic epidermal necrolysis The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Stevens-Johnson syndrome This patient is presenting with symptoms suggestive of a diagnosis of Stevens-Johnson syndrome as the findings of coalescing erythematous macules, bullae, desquamation, and mucositis only covering half of his back, which is about 9% of his body. SJS typically occurs after exposure to a new drug, such as allopurinol, sulfonamides, anticonvulsants, and NSAIDs, infections such as mycoplasma, or from vaccination. It is believed that erythema multiforme, SJS, and toxic epidermal necrolysis exist on a spectrum of severity, with erythema multiforme being the mildest form of disease, and toxic epidermal necrolysis being the most severe form. Patients may also present with fever, tachycardia, hypotension, altered level of consciousness, seizures, and coma. SJS is defined as affecting less than 10% of the total body surface area. Patients should be managed as burn patients with IV fluids and wound care. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. 
erythema multiforme presents with a target-like skin lesion that occurs typically after drug exposure or infection. It is believed to exist on the spectrum of SJS. Choice 2. Herpes simplex virus would present with painful vesicles or ulcers in the setting of an exposure, such as a college-age student and new sexual contact. Choice 3. Herpes zoster would present with vesicles that would coalesce and then crust over. This diagnosis would typically be seen in young children. Choice 5. Toxic epidermal necrolysis is a likely diagnosis. However, this patient's lesion only covers a portion of his chest, which would be less than 10% of body surface area. Finally, a bullet summary. Stevens-Johnson syndrome presents with coalescing erythematous macules, bullae, desquamation, and mucositis. That's all for this review about Stevens-Johnson syndrome. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.